0: Hello and welcome to episode 88 of the book Wars pod. I'm Chris. I'm joined by Kristen and Miranda. And after about an hour of struggling with my building's chronically terrible internet and shitty wiring, we are ready to talk about Battlefront Twilight Company by Alexander Freed, and specifically chapters 21 through 29. So how's Hello, everyone doing tonight?
1: Yeah. Hi.
2: Uh, good. I think we're doing well. It's. I'm doing okay. I'm, <laughs> I'm doing well. I have no complaints at this time.
0: That's good. How are you I'm Dad. Glad, glad to hear it. I'm okay. Situ- I'm... Situation normal. <laughs> situation normal. I'm so excited to be moving because this garbage ass apartment. We actually really like our apartment, and we've been here for a really long time. But I, it's the internet has always been bad, and it's basically they just like wired it like idiots when they wired the internet, like when they wired the building for internet back when they like built it. And so, or back when they like installed internet in the fucking nineties or whatever. And so like we pay for high-speed internet and our internet speed is still absolute garbage. And we've had Comcast out multiple times and it does nothing.
2: Yeah. That sounds about right.
0: Boo. Yeah. Like we've literally had Comcast people out here and they're just like, yeah, your building is like wired dumber than anything I've ever seen. And it like splits up the cable that should be for your apartment between like five different apartments
2: how reassuring oh no
1: <laughs> yeah <laughs> that seems
0: so that's fine. great yeah
1: i'm happy to be potting though and you're moving and things
0: yeah and stuff hopefully by the time oh wait no this comes out like tomorrow okay never mind <laughs> <laughs> um i was gonna say hopefully by the time people hear this i'll have an apartment but that's probably not gonna be the case hopefully by the time people hear next week's pod we'll have an apartment
1: awesome
2: wait an apartment where
1: in boulder where they're moving
2: but the, you guys aren't moving yet right i'm supposed to come visit you
0: <laughs> no we're moving in at the end of june
2: i see okay so you we just need to like have, have a an place apartment lined up because you're gonna need to live somewhere when you get to boulder yes that's how it works
0: yes nothing gets past you miranda
2: i i'm very smart these are <laughs> these are the all a's insights in elementary
0: we, school that we expect from you <laughs> to be frank
1: thank you um are you drinking Chris
0: I am where would I be if I weren't um I am drinking a delicious and not full enough anymore glass of tealing single malt uh from Dublin Ireland lovely Irish whiskey very smooth as Irish whiskey tends to be with that third distilling but also very rich it's a very Mm -hmm. rich Irish whiskey
2: kind of chocolatey almost oh i don't know how i feel about that but i'm sure it's very tasty we are it is quite good we're drinking a beer almost that Kristen's taking pictures of i don't know anything about it when she's done i'm gonna make her talk about it
0: is it the Han solo Um, beer or the the the, whatever the one yeah it's the star
1: wars beer that you already instagrammed chris thank you for doing that
0: yeah
1: um we haven't had this yet this is a new one um our, our well, Miranda, talk to Chris about um Imperial bottle shop because we didn't realize it was Imperial Imperial bottle shop
2: yeah, so I have a working theory uh so there's this bottle shop and tap room not far from our house um that is obviously called Imperial, and so I was there on thank you Monday uh getting a drink with a friend, and I lifted my pint glass up.
1: sorry. I have to read. I forgot. I have to read the All can.
2: right. <laughs> I lifted my pint glass up. And you know how sometimes like on the bottom of a glass, you'll see something and it says something like Ikea or <laughs> whatever happens. If you don't buy Ikea glasses, Maybe sure. the
1: emperor yep. live forever, etc.
2: <laughs> um, It had on the bottom of the pint glass, the like Imperial insignia, basically yeah. Cir- like the circle boy, the circle boy with the little spokes. Um, and that, I haven't really been able to find, like, a whole lot of other Star Wars things about this place, except for the fact that we got this Star Wars beer there, but I thought that was really cool.
1: Um, they also have some art up from, uh, a wonderful trans man who does amazing art in Portland, Oregon, whose name I'm forgetting, but I'll look up. Um, oh, Ace Troy is his name. Um, and apparently it's like it's a stormtrooper doing some sort of uh gesture that apparently is uh, related to some i don't know you, you, i'll have to ask when what the fuck it actually is but it's, anyway it's a stormtrooper it's
2: a football thing oh is it some, a football some thing seahawk like ah. grabbing his. oh
1: yes the seahawk grabbing his crotch crotch but it's, it's a stormtrooper. trooper. Anyway, um, <laughs> there are lots of things. Uh, we're drinking a, a beer from Level Beer Company, which we've had before on the pod. Um, and it's India Pale Ale. And it, on it, there's lots of Star Wars related-ish stuff. It says, a hop named Galaxy from a country far, far away. And then it says, if you didn't see our Instagram, it says, she's fast enough for you, old man, which I believe is uh, what the beer is actually called. (laughs) Um, And it says, what what are the ingredients? Only hops, water, grain, yeast, and no questions asked. Let's just say we'd like to avoid any TTB entanglements. So very fun. I love it. And now we're going to drink some. Hold on.
2: We love a most high-sleep cantina in this house.
1: It's pretty good um it tastes like beer big if true um yeah it's like well-rounded but it's very it, you wouldn't like this one chris it's very uh traditional ipa kind of fair well you know what? i respect a it's right juicy. to exist
0: respect it's right to exist and everything that's happening at that brewery seems lovely so
1: <laughs> yes usually our star wars themed beer come from gigantic so this is our fr- i believe this is our first star wars themed beer on the pod that has not come from gigantic which
0: is fun love it expanding the universe
2: <laughs> diversifying our star wars
0: beer <laughs> 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 expanding the universe is funny chris thank you thank you i'm glad i'm glad <laughs> someone got it. um also you want to hear something else funny Restarted Kate's computer, made the headphones do that thing again where the computer can't actually tell that they're connected, so I can't turn volume up or down. But I can oh. hear you.
1: Everything about your apartment and your pod setup is very
0: drunk. <laughs> it's I don't I don't know. I don't understand what's happening. Anyway. It's
1: okay. It is should okay. Should we start
0: should we Star War? Star- Let's star- do a Star Wars. Star-
1: no no housekeeping this time right marvel didn't do anything that we need to drag them for Mm. other people didn't do anything we need to drag them for this week
0: i mean i'm sure they all did but i've been ignoring it
1: okay
2: there's that uh, the news about the the new star wars movies that are going to come out in a couple
1: years correct but that is oh yeah i mean we
0: should always be dragging benioff and weiss but they're doing a good enough job of that themselves with season eight so (laughs) (laughs) yeah i just love that my hot take of game of thrones is trash is no longer a hot take
2: i know i've been waiting for this day for eight seasons oh it i'll somewhat disagree with you but that is for a different podcast that
0: is not about (laughs) star wars Throne wars pod
2: yes
1: um awesome Anyway, we're not a news podcast, and that's great, so we just use our housekeeping to drag people who are being racist usually. So uh, if this is your first time listening, I'm so sorry. Also, why didn't you start from the beginning of the book? Um, yeah, okay, weird
0: place to jump in. Honestly, that's on you.
1: <laughs> um, the first note on the outline that I did not add anything to, nor did I read, because I'm really having a great day today, um, <laughs> uh, says rescuing people who don't want to be saved
0: yeah so we got on a couple of the planets on twilight company's big sabotage run leading up to kuat uh we got a a couple different planets where they're going in as like the conquering liberators and people are kind of just like but why like why are you go go home we don't want you here
2: yeah they're they all seem to be very like we don't want you here. We don't need you here. Please go somewhere where people actually want you because like I have a job here and that's fine.
0: Yep. Some privileged motherfuckers.
1: Yeah. Which... Um I think this is this is just interesting because it's like we get a lot of both sidesism here that we haven't necessarily been used to. Like, so far in all of Star Wars, we've noticed a lot of, like, well, the Empire's here. We don't want them here because they're stealing all of our ore and fucking everything up. And now we're mm-hmm. also getting, like, yeah, Rebels, we don't really want you here either. Please y-
0: cordially eat off. <laughs> self eat, please. Yeah, yeah, and
2: I think for, like, the purposes of kind of the, the greater – you know, civil war in the galaxy. Uh, like Kristen said, this is the first time we really see anybody say no to the rebellion on a ground level. And we've discussed in the last couple episodes while we've been reading this book, that it's really the first time that we see something that is more on the ground, something more in the day to day fights for uh, the rebels instead of like the big grand strategy. Cause that's all like very, uh, idealistic and, like, oh, well, it's gonna, you know, we're gonna lose some lives and, you know, sacrifices need to be made. But I think by, you know, having this book be from the viewpoint of actual soldiers and, like, interacting with the people, aliens, beings on all of, like, these planets, um, we can kind of see how, like, I think personally the empire's depiction of the rebel alliance that are like propaganda that they put out of them as uh like terrorists basically um can really take hold because you know the rebels show up to the the planet that's basically a warehouse i'm blanking on the name
0: uh and i want to say it was mardona three
2: yes yes that sounds correct
1: Yes, I think that's correct. It's the third planet. <laughs> it is.
2: <laughs> and it sounds like Maradona, which is yes. what I kept reading it as. But everybody there is the basically
0: of Diego Maradona.
2: <laughs> exactly. Who says no?
0: Diego but Maradona everybody. sure doesn't.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um everybody there is like we don't want you and they're like, "Well, tough shit. We're going to blow up all of like your little train lines and make life really shitty for you because we have ulterior motives here and you're like we'll, we'll try to evacuate you but if you stay you're just in our way
0: yeah absolutely and it's it's interesting because like on the one hand it's like frustrating because like you know, i was like joking about privilege before but also not really because like you know these are people who are getting paid for their jobs like they're here because they want to be here and they want to just, like, continue their lives, whereas, you know, other people are being brutally murdered or enslaved. But also, like, it is, like, part of it almost seems fair. Like, it's such a big galaxy. It's, like, they don't know what's going on in all parts of it, and they're focused on feeding themselves. And, like, there's a certain amount of that that, like, you kind of understand how they're feeling, where it's, like, I'm not, like... Do I care about the empire? No. Do I appreciate being bombed? Also, no. I'm going to side with the people who aren't currently bombing me.
2: Yeah, they have that in common with uh, Namir, for his whole life.
1: Yeah. yeah, we got some more background on him in this section. Mm-hmm. Did, is that on the outline? I'm sorry. It is not.
0: <laughs> no, it's cool. not. Cool. We, we can got talk some. About
1: it. We got some more background on Namir uh and his lady friend that isn't i don't know whether or not it's his lady's friend what's her name pierre 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 p i r a yeah um yeah so like the person he cared about and we hear about um him joining up with the uh imperials and then the M- them bombing everything to shit and then him accidentally being recruited <laughs> mm-hmm
2: yeah, we've all been there.
0: It's the tale as old as time, is what it is.
1: You, you've a lot of us have gone and been at the front of the line that we did not, nor did we try to be at the front of. He's like, oh, well, now I'm at the front of the queue. I wonder what this is a line for.
0: You maybe you should have thought about that, Namir. You seem a lot more. You and Namir seem a lot more trusting than I am. I'm very skeptical of lines and always ask people what they are
1: what is this for i don't
2: know what i just like following for? rules <clears throat> so when you like following rules getting in lines it's usually a good option because it's probably there for a reason see With but some exceptions
0: see like in theory that works but where you where that falls apart is that people are stupid
1: that is correct it's the first time i'm hearing that Chris. I yeah, big if uh... true
0: big if true
2: it's a really, really grand revelation you had there.
0: Yeah. I mean, this is why people listen.
1: To hear that people are stupid for the first time. Yep. Um, I'm gonna have some one pot at <laughs> a time. <laughs> I'm going to have some other IPA. I shouldn't really be drinking right now, so I only had a little bit of our Star Wars beer. And now I'm going to have this uh, IPA for Barrelhouse Brewing Co., which is in Paso Robles, California. And I just thought everyone should know that before I opened it. Thank you for sharing.
0: Shout out to Paso Robles.
1: She thick, (laughs) (laughs) 7.2%.
0: Oh, but anyway, back to the book. Yeah, it's just like, you know, between Mardona and Sullust, like, Sullust in particular, where they're just like actively like, fucking rebellion, don't come here. Somebody talk to fucking Nia Numb and get him the fuck. Out of, like, everything so that the Empire doesn't crack down. Like, they're they're not even, like, really apathetic. They're, like, straight up anti-rebellion at this point.
2: Mm-hmm. Does not work out well for them. No. The re- rebellion does not give a fuck what you think.
0: And, funnily enough, neither does the Empire. Crazy. Empire does not care about your loyalty either.
1: Um... Can we talk about how fucking crazy it is that they don't know where any of the upper command is or what they're doing? Or I know, right? Or that Luke has fucked off to Dagobah, or <laughs> anything
0: like, like that. I know it. Like it gives a whole new perspective to like the nice jaunty entire middle section of Empire Strikes Back, where like you know they're in the asteroid and like it's tense, but it's not that tense because you know they're getting interrupted by three PO while they're making out, and then Luke is just floating things and getting hit on the head with a stick.
1: And they're in a space penis, etc. <laughs> Classic yeah. space
0: penis.
2: You know, I feel like when I watch The Empire Strikes Back, I always imagine that like the rest of the rebellion is doing something productive, like that the leadership is, you know, being smart about shit, but no. No, I think we learned that that is most certainly not the case.
0: They're doing, they are doing maybe hiding. They are doing not death. But yeah or so it's, we are told it's like it's like very like intimidating and kind of shocking because like with hoth too like at least in empire strikes back like it's not a victory because the base is destroyed but everybody you care about gets out like the only person the only named character who really dies is dak as kate RP just laughs dak. in the background because it's <laughs> like a running joke how dak is just entirely useless
3: Dak sucks
0: oh guys kate's back hi mom <laughs> um but yeah but like this really shows the scope of no this was like a catastrophic almost like rebellion ending failure and defeat
2: they absolutely should not have been able to get off of
1: hoth
0: admiral also came out of hyperspace too close to the planet and fucked it up that's why he died
1: that's why he got heat
0: choked Yeet choked or force yeeted?
1: I don't know.
2: Well, he wasn't really force yeeted. Was Florida.
0: he really yeet choked though?
1: <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I'm not sure why we're discussing this. Don't Taking ever listen to the words that come today. out of my mouth. <laughs> anyway,
0: um, but yeah, it's just interesting to see this view of the rebellion that not everybody actually likes them because some people are like managing to get by even though they're like kind of objectively wrong well maybe not maybe they're not objectively wrong because we know from bloodline that things under the republic are also hashtag not great so Mm -hmm. like maybe things you know we haven't seen solace in the new republic maybe solace was good under the empire because they were a resource rich planet and for the most part of the empire relatively like i don't know peaceful i guess so it's just kind of interesting to think about all the different perspectives and how the rebellion was not entirely loved
2: yeah i mean and you have to realize that you know everybody has their own priorities so obviously the people who are on these planets like we've said they want to be able to eat and feed their families and you know maybe sleep with something over their head some kind of roof or structure Mm
1: -hmm.
2: and you know obviously the empire is very bad and morally reprehensible but you know if they're providing some kind of purpose and the folks who are on these planets like are okay with that it's really disruptive when the uh the rebels come in and they're like we're gonna fucking eat some freedom onto you hope you like it and then they
1: don't at all and it becomes a problem,
0: yeah absolutely
1: it's, it's almost like war is complicated and it might be better explained in a multimedia storytelling environment where things can be fleshed out and books etc and not just three movies sounds fake and in space
0: it does indeed but yeah I also love like because we, we you know we got pictures of people who didn't really care about the rebellion in aftermath but we never really got people who didn't who actively disliked the rebellion and so it is i think it is kind of a new view and i wonder if we'll get more of it now but squad german that comes out next month
2: Ooh
1: mm-hmm. i'm yeah. excited for that
2: and you know again i think like from the perspective of the, pe- the people aliens beings etc um who are you know having their lives directly impacted by the rebellion like on Maradona, uh, <laughs> whatever the fuck it's called, um, on these planets, to them, functionally, the Rebellion is doing the same fucking thing the Empire is. Because they're still coming in and fucking shit up. And, um, you know, maybe it, it's certainly not with the same evil intent. But if they come down and kind of destroy your world... Intentionally or not, like you're gonna not view them as being a positive force in the galaxy.
0: Mm -hmm. Absolutely,
1: that's not how the force works. (laughs) Um, yes, and I will agree with that, and I will also add that, um, that said, when the Empire comes to your world and decides that they have it now, um, you don't get to say no when they recruit you. whereas the rebellion as we know is a all quote unquote uh what's the word i'm looking for volunteer army quote 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 around all those quotes mm-hmm. <laughs> um so i mean I, I, obviously when you're on the uh the other end of an explosion it doesn't really matter but um i think it's important to also like remember remember that wrinkle of it
0: yeah absolutely
1: I think that brings us to our uh, sweet, sweet stormtrooper, who is kind of lovely, and I wish I didn't care about so much. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, Thara, she's just she's just such a pure little fascist.
2: Oh.
1: She's the purest fascistest baby angel. In the first section of this book that we read, right, we see her bringing all the supplies to her grandpa. Her uncle. Her uncle, whatever, In his cantina and, like, all the people and whatnot to help all the people. Mm -hmm. So that's who that was. Um, But then we find out she's a stormtrooper. And then um, there was an incident. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, she has PTSD from it. Yay, more PTSD in Star Wars. Everyone
0: has trauma. But, yeah, no, and it's just, like, again, it's such an interesting view because, like, we've seen you know, your Iden Versios and your Siena Rees and the people who are like super into the Empire because rules are important and order is necessary and they're like actively fighting, but they know that like the Empire is important. But like Thara, I feel like is just in like, you know, the episode of Family Guy where they're like traveling through universes and they go into the Disney universe and they sing a song about pie.
2: Absolutely not.
0: Okay, great. This is a, this is a story in reference entirely for me then, and I'm going to tell it anyway. Um, basically, and that's
1: why we hate you for being on the podcast. Yep,
0: exactly. But like, it's like this like amazing world, and then like Stewie and Brian are like, "Oh, what's this world seems amazing. What's wrong with this one?" And then like the uh the neighbor, the old neighbor who I don't watch Family Guy, so I don't know names, but the old neighbor comes out. And then everybody is like Jew and starts stoning him to death because Disney. Oh, God. <laughs>
1: okay, um, You very clearly do watch family guys that you just recounted an entire sub. No, honestly, of something, I've just seen but...
0: this scene so many times because I find it fucking hysterical. Um,
1: okay. That's fair. But I've done that with, I like, I feel
0: like that's, well. I feel like that is the world that Thara lives in. Like she lives in the universe where it's a wonderful day for pie. And then, what could possibly be wrong with this one? Oh right, it's like the concentration camps in the corner. But nobody looks at those. It's fine.
1: Don't look there.
0: <laughs> just keep your eyes on the pie.
2: Oh my
1: god.
0: Um but it just shows like it's so it's like so easy to be a soldier in peacetime for her.
2: Oh yeah. And I mean especially because I think I I will give a lot of credit to the Empire. They're very good at what they do. Like for a long time, it's a very well-oiled machine, and so they can put out these, you know, messages that the Empire is for order and peace in the galaxy. Now, if you ignore the fact that, you know, how they get the order and peace in the galaxy is,
1: spoiler, it's not good,
2: super not good, um, it's easy to be like, yeah, you know, they're giving us jobs. They're here to protect us from these rebels that are attacking our planets. Whatever. Uh, but then, you know, once I think folks, you know, like like Thara um, start to see what it's really like to fight a war, they're like, is this worth it?
0: War
1: sucks. Spoiler on, alert. On both sides.
0: Yep. and as, And as it gets worse, the war crimes start to come out. And again, on both sides with the obviously pretty indiscriminate uh, capture and indefinite detention of all the different like old solstons who Thara used to see in her uncle's bar, including her uncle. And then and like that, she's like, this seems weird, but he's law abiding, so it'll be fine and he'll get to go home
1: spoiler he probably doesn't get to go home and also we probably don't get to know the answer maybe we do chris has read this book chris do we get to know the answer
0: i do not remember
1: cool
2: yeah but it's also weird because like when she's kind of out on patrol it she's you know she's going about with the idea that like she's she's doing this to protect the city she's doing it to protect Sullust from danger from evil evil being the rebels or whatever gangs i don't care disorder um yes disorder but then it's like you know they they get the message that for them to do this uh they can just like start arresting people who look suspicious and it's kind of like okay that makes sense we're here to help
0: <laughs> yeah it's so weird when that would that never ever gone wrong yeah
2: never it's always a good idea all the time
0: Always a nothing good idea to arrest ever. people nothing for looking suspicious.
2: Nothing bad has ever happened.
0: Just full stop. Like you're not even going to qualify that. Nothing bad has ever happened.
1: Oh, yeah. Blah, That was a sad like a, I was going to say like
0: combination of an air horn and a sad trombone.
1: Yeah, that's right. Good one, me. Self <laughs> <So> five. <laughs> um while we're talking about um fascism should we talk about uh that crazy boy who's on that star destroyer who's running that star destroyer for some reason yeah who is motherfucker's like 18 shitless.
0: like running a star destroyer and it's so
2: doesn't he have like a rich daddy or something
0: yeah it's like so visibly a bad works? idea yeah it's he's like he's got a rich daddy and he like was born Young in the empire, and so like it's like fully indoctrinated into how amazing it is.
2: Sorry, can you repeat what you just said? I thought Kristen was trying to cheers me, and then she gave me her beer.
0: Oh, classic, classic Mm. awkward moment situation. Um, we were just talking about good old baby prelate verge. Mm. Is that okay? Is that how you say that word? I've heard various things. Okay, is that an interpretation of how one says that word? Sure. Okay, great prelate verge it is um yeah he's prelate prelate we're going prelate
1: i mean you can say it however the fuck you want i'm on this podcast so (laughs) Um,
0: i mean i'm i'm fine with prelate it's prelate verge is such a good star wars name and title like that's just really good
2: Mm -hmm.
0: alexander freed is very good at star wars names Um, but, yeah, he's cuckoo bananas and also peeing himself a little bit because he done fucked up a lot repeatedly.
2: Yeah, yeah well, he's not particularly competent. <laughs> uh, the one thing he really has going for him is that he's like real big zealot. He's yeah. very into the emperor and that cult of personality. Um Brilliant. <laughs> oh, God. God,
1: yeah.
0: Prelate rhymes with zealot. <laughs> sure does, sure does, Kristen. Um,
2: but I think that's kind of like how he got there. You know, rich daddy, super into the idea of the empire more than being good at serving the empire. Like, like he's serving it by his passion and uh, something. That I think has been really interesting, just to like read about over uh, the course of the book, but especially this section is that he kind of gets paired up with, you know, the old school um, empire person in uh, Tabor last name, and <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I don't, I don't know how we're pronouncing that, C-Citerin? Citerin, Citarin.
1: I
2: don't know. Person,
1: it's Cite- fine. Citeron. I'm just going
0: to call him Mount
2: Tabor.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Which is a neighborhood in Portland.
0: Big Tabes. Tabor was the name of my first grade teacher. Fun fact. Fun Chris Ew. fact for all our listeners. Like like, uh, like last name. Last name was last Tabor. Last
2: name, okay. Uh, I thought it was literally Tabor Sederon.
0: <laughs> <laughs> first grade teacher, Tabor Sateron. No, Miss Tabor. She was nice.
2: Prelate. Um, hmm?
0: <laughs> Kate is saying Sateron. She wants everybody to know town i'm also listening to the
1: audiobook so i really need to just like oh my god Christine, you should know the objective <laughs> answers to these yeah things. but like i can't i can, when i see them written on the outline i like can't put them together with what they are oh, oh my god you know i have a lot of problems there's a reason i'm in a bad mood it's because i'm changing meds because my brain doesn't work so that's part of it i mean, pwah, pwah, pwah.
2: i just wrote What's that guy's name? And then Chris was in the document at the same time and wrote out his name for me. <laughs>
1: Thanks for that.
0: I mean, I also wrote The Warehouse Planet, whatever it's called, because I couldn't remember
1: <laughs> it, so. Okay, can we just all be transparent here and say there are a lot of names of things in Star Wars? There's and a lot of things have a lot of there's names. there's a lot of
0: names of things in this book. This book has a lot of names in a lot of places. Yes.
2: Um, but back to the point um that i was maybe making before who's to say it, it's really interesting to like see how prelate verge uh interacts with uh tabor because tabor is this old school guy like he's l- literally old it seems like he's been kind of just teaching at one of the academies for a few years but he seems to have been very instrumental in like building up the empire and he is very not cool with like all the shit that Verge has been doing, cause he Verge is a maniac. He's just like, oh, you made a minor mistake. What if I beat you with this? What are the things called? Switch.
1: The that's the human word for them. Um, the the buzzy the buzz, buzz. The, buzz the the Chris. What's the buzzy stick uh, called? I,
0: yeah, I got nothing.
2: He like has. Do you them- know what we're talking about. <laughs> The ones that they almost kill Finn and Rose with in The Last Jedi?
0: Um, Yeah, I no, assume no, 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 like I know the what you're talking ish. about. I don't know what it's called. The, oh, Buzz, okay. the, the Buzz, 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 Buzz Buzz Sticks. The Buzz Buzz Sticks. Yep, classic, um, classic so Buzz like, Buzz
2: Sticks. So, like, Verge, you know, has these people just like tortured. They have them hit with the Buzz Buzz Sticks. <laughs> Taylor's like, what the hell is this? This is not the Empire that I know. But then, you know, you. You see them start to hang out a little more, and to his credit, Verge seems like a pretty charismatic guy and, like, probably has a lot to do with how insane and passionate he is about the Empire and all of that. Um, but in this section, I there I forget the exact wording, but Tabor's just like, Oh, this is actually, I kind of enjoy hanging out with him. Uh, You know, teaching at the Academy. I just met people who wanted to only advance their career. But because Verge is such a zealot, because he's so invested in the Empire, um, he's looking to, like, make it better. So he kind of, in a way, also idolizes Tabor's life's work. And um, he wants to build on what Tabor has done and, like, building up this empire and take it to new levels. Terrible levels, obviously. And I feel like Tabor probably doesn't appreciate the levels that Verge wants to take it to. But, you know, if somebody is, like, saying nice things about you and they're nice to you, it's easy to kind of fall into that trap of, oh, kind kind of a cool dude. Like, I like
1: talking to him. Yeah. And then there's just the really chill thing that he says when it feels like it's a trap and he goes what does the emperor demand of each of us captain and he goes um, our loyalty and obedience and he responds literally total loyalty and total obedience I just thought my memory is not good um, yeah and he goes well I consider myself the first child of the empire so I'm kind of a big deal
0: yeah it's he's yeah. it's it's funny because like i like there's like kind of two very clear views and like kind of an a relationship that at least i imagine between these two that we like have seen on screen and like first of all with verge there is exactly one character that we've seen on screen that i picture when i think of verge and that is it Hugs. it sure is good Hux. old hugs? general hugs um Oops. yeah they're like they're like the same person and it's hysterical because they're like useless children who aren't actually that good at their jobs and then like Citeran sounds like he's PV from Last Jedi who was like his like second in command who was on the bridge and like kind of rolling his eyes at him in the background and was like <laughs> the imperial loyalist and all this stuff and like it's just funny because like Tabor is so clearly I'm just gonna call him Tabor because I don't know how to pronounce his last name we're on first name basis now um, he's like he's so clearly like six months from retirement like probably creeping on his students like like that guy he's got tenure he's just he's waiting it out he's he's ready to cash those checks
1: he is having fancy coffee and eating melee runs all day every day so he many is, melee runs he has two bad days in a
2: row from retirement let's <laughs> until he's stuck on a spaceship and you can't really leave that
0: yeah and then he gets stuck with this kid and like yeah is he is like inspired by the fact that he like actually cares about his job which like fair it's like you know there's a good there's a good buddy movie you know sinking in there somewhere but also like it's like very clear that they're both like pooping themselves because verge is so terrified of fucking up and and tabor is like so terrified that verge is going to like make him the fall guy And meanwhile, while these two idiots are running the search for chalice, like there are real people in the empire who are not crazy, but better at their jobs who are like being passed over for these like sycophantic idiots. Like it's, you see this dichotomy between the zealots who are not competent, but who believe in the empire and believe in total loyalty and total obedience and are willing to buy into the cult of personality. And, you know, you think of Verge, you think of people like Yuppe Tashu from Aftermath, who was like the crazy spiritual advisor of Palpatine. Yeah, I'm thinking a little bit of Gar Saxon from Rebels, who is like the governor of Mandalore in, or in, emperor's hand maybe his brother is governor of mandalore he's a mandalorian he like controls the mandalorians for the most part and he is like also not particularly smart like i feel like you could almost throw Rax in here as well like he started out young and like was kind of a boy wonder and you know was said to believe in the empire and was not actually as focused on he w- different reasons but was not actually as focused on winning
2: I I mostly agree with that. I I think that Rax is like ideologically a very good fit there, but he is a, he's slightly more competent.
0: That's true. His than, is more of a chosen incompetence than a yeah, like, necessary one.
2: I I mean I think we see kind of the flip side of that in this book. Like we we get a little bit of both. Obviously we have Verge, very into the Emperor, very bad at his job.
1: Poor King Nello no <laughs>
2: And then we see Chalice, who is very good at her job. Mm-hmm. Um, she, you know, clearly doesn't really care that much about the Empire as, um, you know. Oh, gosh.
1: What she I- cares more about competence than she does probably about the, the Emperor.
2: Ex- exactly.
0: Okay, hold on. Let's see how you say this name. Captain Tabor Wow, Tabor. None of us saw that coming.
2: Hey, I'm not going to do that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I guess I heard that coming, but Tabor, this is right.
1: what I, I'm also calling him Tabor, so it That's
0: so the audiobook. We just played it. Whoa! Kate's shocked.
1: <laughs> this is why I usually get both the audiobook and the book, and then I never add anything useful to this podcast about it. <laughs> One in a row. You're so
0: busy (laughs) buying audiobooks and books that you don't have time to read the outline.
1: (laughs) Listen, this is the first time I haven't read the outline in a long time. That's true. That's
0: true. You've gotten much better. Um, But no, like, exactly. And it's, you know, you look at Chalice and you look at some of the other people who are like getting forced out because for whatever reason, they're not loyal enough or they're not crazy enough or not sycophantic enough. You know, you've got Chalice. You've got her mentor, Vidian, who wasn't forced out, but, you know, he, he got certainly... into, like,
2: a pit of acid or some shit. How yeah. did that book end? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean,
0: he definitely... He made his own bed, but he made his own bed because he didn't feel like he had the support he needed. And he felt like he was, like, kind of constantly fighting for his station. Where, like, he was, and that's true. And that was also by design because the Emperor's kind of an utter butter as well. But, like, <laughs> you... Like you see these people not having the support they need when they are clearly the most competent and best able to do their jobs. And this is what it leads to, you know, you look at Sloan who was very competent, even from an early age and early tenure in the Imperial fleet and was basically banished to wild space to be the sheriff out there until she came back for the battle of Endor and everything went to shit and everybody else died.
1: And my blue boyfriend.
0: And your blue boyfriend. Exactly. You know, we don't, know what happens to him yet like I we have don't know blue
1: boyfriends we're talking about thrawn yeah
0: specifically your grand admiral blue boyfriend
1: <laughs> blah, blah, blah. um
0: but yeah like we don't know what happens to him we're gonna find out in Thron Treason if you know this kind of like line he's walking if he isn't loyal enough and if he you know his competence is not enough to keep him uh keep him on top as it were but you definitely see him fighting a lot harder than he should have to based on his skill set
1: did you say thrones top?
0: <laughs> sure did sure did Kristen. oh boy That's honestly um... i'm gonna i'm gonna be honest with you the second it came out of my mouth i was like i really hope they weren't listening
2: <laughs> oh i wasn't so i'm glad she was
1: <laughs>
0: okay sorry i
1: i'm just here to make terrible jokes all the time um <laughs> should we talk about the exceptions or yes do you have one more yes i I just
2: want to build on um, that point a little bit so
1: about thrawn being a top
2: yes um thrawn is a top it's canon Uh, (laughs) so you know we obviously see a lot of very competent people um cast aside by the empire and i mean we can relate it to the big picture about like how that's kind of a theme in fascist regime regimes um where it's a lot of the time more important to be completely loyal and completely obedient than to be good at what you're trying to do um but i think there are real consequences of like running that kind of um ship i don't, I don't know uh, and we see it in this book like chalice is very 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 good at what she does she um you know when she's on the thunder strike she's just like building this logistics map of the empire for the rebels she knows everything about it she is the mastermind behind the plan that um namir and twilight company <laughs> <laughs>
0: T- title of the book, Miranda. Title of the book.
2: Did not just look at the book to make sure I was saying it right.
1: <laughs> In the audiobook, it really sounds like they're saying Twi'lek since I listened to it at like 1.25. So oh, yeah. I bet that would be confusing. It's been very confusing. Anyway, I'm just like, wait, when did the Twi'leks get here? <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. I've done it again.
2: <laughs> but like, she's the mastermind behind this. And obviously, we haven't gotten to the point in the book, where we like, we see if it's gonna work and we see if they can shut down Kuat. But uh, there's one um section when they're on Sullust uh, doing that attack where the meter's just like, Oh my god, I didn't think it was gonna work, I didn't think that the trains and the whatever were gonna be at the places she said they would be at the time. she said they would be. But it's like, No, she is correct, because she is so good at her job that she understands everything about the logistics of how the Empire works, how these warehouse plans function, how, you know, everything in the supply chain functions. Like, that's her job. And if she's cast aside by the Empire, she doesn't give a fuck about them. She'll go to wherever will keep her alive. Luckily for her, it's the Rebel Alliance. It's going to work out great for the Rebellion. And so it's one of those things that, you know, with the Empire casting her aside, it's very bad for them in the end.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Also, quick sidebar I just love the contrast between Chalice and Namir because she is like, obviously, this like logistics genius. And Namir is like back here being like, but we did, like, but we destroyed this thing. How are there more of this thing? Like, when he's like, Bench,
1: it's the Empire. <laughs> yeah, when,
0: when he's like, we destroyed those chemical weapons. She's like, oh, honey. That's, Mar- that's not the only place. There's... <laughs> like, it's definitely, like, I feel like... That's not Ni-
1: how the Empire works. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I feel like Namir is, like, thinking along the lines of, if we steal this crate of food, the Empire will have no more food.
2: you're not wrong
0: there are more granola oh. bars
2: <laughs> also sidebar love our logistics queen
0: right i Don't want me like that <laughs> i want to know why i mean i know why because he didn't exist yet but i want to know where eli Banto is in all this
2: I want oh
1: my god my sweet, sweet baby Eli
0: sorry Eli's so doing e- Eli's creating an entire logistics net for the chiss ascendancy right now
1: Eli's being a bottom yeah well, I
0: was I was about to say it so thank you for doing it for me
2: uh, I was thinking it earlier but didn't want to say because it wasn't relevant yet but
0: <laughs> and, and now it is
2: we, we love our sweet baby Eli
0: we do. Um,
1: and then, now that we've made it sufficiently weird, should we talk about how Vader and um, Grand Moff Tarkin are the exceptions to the incompetencies and uh, being crazy and loving Palpatine?
2: I, can I just like... I don't know if Vader belongs in this group. Ooh. Tell me more. I mean, Say more. So this, this might just be because... We have the prequels, and obviously I think that Vader has changed a lot since he was a young warthog, but, um... I mean, he's very good at what he does. Like, we know that everybody's fucking terrified of him. He's a very effective, um... I want to say Bork Boy. <laughs>
1: very, he's a very good Bork Boy.
2: Because he often like acts as the Emperor's watchdog.
0: Bork ah, boy. there we
2: go.
1: Bork Boy. <laughs> Got it.
0: Honestly, I don't know if this so... is good or bad, but I knew exactly what Miranda meant by Bork <laughs> thank Boy. You,
2: thank you for following my several mental jumps to that point. <laughs> um, he's a very good Bork Boy. He's like... He's an enforcer, um, and he's, he, he gets tasked with a lot of things that nobody else could do. I mean, because he's so powerful in the Force, and he's Darth Vader, and all of that. But I, I'm i hesitant to say that he is not a syngophantic moron. Like, I don't think he's a moron. I don't think he's all that into the Empire or the Emperor's cult of personality. But also he's Darth Vader for a reason. Like he He underestimated in- the high ground. <laughs> maybe maybe we can argue and I'm I'm kind of conflicted on this, uh, even still that he's not super into the emperor for like being the emperor anymore, but
1: is it to him because he's his Force daddy? Exactly.
0: Mm. Oh, I would um, absolutely agree with that.
1: Like,
2: like I said, he's Darth Vader for a reason. Like, he he definitely fell under the spell of Palpatine, and it set off this whole series of events called Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so I, 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 don't know how I feel about him being, <laughs> I don't know.
1: We're going to have a really hard time, uh, Sidebar Nation, we're going to have a really hard time making a title for this one already. <laughs> I have so many dumb I know. shits we've had, written we've, down that we've, we've wrote, had, we've said we've some said. things. Um, like for example, in case it's not the title, I just wrote down Force Daddy colon, the spell of Palpatine. <laughs>
0: oh my God. <laughs> um. But no, I, that's a really good point, Miranda. Like, Tarkin, I think we can all agree, is competent and is, like, good at his shit. And with the glaring exception of championing the Death Star project, really was the brains behind creating the, you know, imperial might that we see in the original trilogy.
2: Which is really interesting, I think, because we do see in uh, Clone Wars that he is somebody who was in the navy under the republic. Yeah. And so he to me I it kind of seems like he was somebody who was like in the navy and then it when the you know powers that be transitioned he just kind of went with it and obviously did very well for himself and he's we know that he's like a a cunning and just very competent in general. Um, But I I think that's kind of indicative of how he's not like some crazy ass zealot, you know, he's there to do his job and he's going to do a good job of it.
0: Yeah, totally. But then, yeah, with Vader, I agree. I think we need to call a distinction between being good at what you do and being competent because vader's good at what he does but vader does things that are not the things that people originally asked of him (laughs) like vader like comes back and he's like i have burned down your house and it's like great i wanted coffee
1: (laughs) i burned the coffee down as well so i did part of what you
0: asked there was coffee involved (laughs) <laughs> you I should now you get more coffee,
1: coffee.
0: <laughs> <sighs> oh darth vader i love
1: i love coffee
0: it's great um, it's pretty fantastic
1: mom said she had a very special announcement did she if you want to tell her
0: yeah okay it's time for your special announcement oh All up we we've just <laughs> abruptly stopped talking about the book so we're gonna
3: Oh, okay. <laughs> um, hello, everyone. I have returned from Greece, so this is only this is like partially unsupervised pod. This is like seventy five percent
0: unsupervised pod. This is like Hi, mom. This is like distracted babysitter pod, at best.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's probably accurate. You know what else is accurate? So I'm not quite caught up on the pod yet because I actually had to like pay attention to what I was doing at work today. A concept. Um But Chris put me on blast in the first episode for being like, well, Kate hogs the computer and she like gets the good chair. And so like, I'm the one who's always getting shat on for me in the squeaky chair. Listen, motherfucker, I literally sat there, watched you record. You're like spitting around this chair, literally making it squeak. This is the good chair, (laughs) this is the quiet ass chair. And then, and then you're like creaking the boom, like very audibly, just like fucking with that thing. And then like, I don't know what you found, on this table to play with that made such a large racket but you found it and there it was
1: <laughs> oh is that me that might be chris is a hoe no she can't hear you miranda <laughs> she's only on one side of the podcast oh
2: shit never mind <laughs> that's true she
0: could not hear you at all miranda
2: <laughs> oh are we talking about like today yes. yes oh cool never mind it was not me
0: <laughs>
2: I thought it was when I was making a racket last week
0: I mean last week you were making a racket And like playing with like the spring Of one of your like Of like your boom <laughs> it was making like a boinging noise
1: Okay the three Just to be clear hashtag unsupervised pod All three of us have like problems Yeah. Like sitting still and and being Present No one so. ever got me a
0: fidget spinner this is not my fault
1: <laughs> I know I'm gonna throw one at you It's Now it's gonna be cheaper to mail to you Okay I'm it apparently gonna, tried I'm to not... find
0: me one in Greece
1: I'm
2: not allowed to have a fidget spinner on the
1: pod. <laughs> yeah, because you fucking drop it on the desk and it makes noise, Miranda. <laughs> anyway, that was um, official mom of the pod being better than all of us. Yeah. Was,
0: was was Kate's very special announcement literally just dragging you? Drag just. me? Okay, that's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, thank you for listening to this partially unsupervised episode of the Book Wars Pod. Fuck you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Next week, we're going to be <laughs> finishing our the reading section of Battle, Battle, wow, Battlefront: Twilight Company, uh, by Alexander Freed, reading chapters 30 to the end, also known as part four. Uh, and then the following week after that, we are going to be doing our wrap up, where Kate will be back, and I think potentially we may have real baby bird, guesting from. Uh, the, you know, the homely confines of Arlington, Virginia. So we're looking forward to that.
2: Yeah, I will be guest hosting
0: the okay. podcast. <laughs> I'm already guest co-hosting. hosting. Exactly.
1: <laughs> she will be guest hosting from East Coast HQ Yep. instead of co-hosting from West Coast HQ. Yep.
2: Also, that's a hard yes. Please let me do that. Otherwise, I cannot record. <laughs> 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 I will literally be in Arlington.
0: <laughs> yes, let's do it. Ooh, Yay. you know what else we should do while you're here? Play Vader Immortal. I oh my god, I Chris, did you get a toy? It. I pre-ordered it. You got the toy? It comes out next week. <gasps> I'm
2: going to be toy, toy, be
0: toy, 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 uh, toy. The only reason oh, like I can here- afford this is because from when that drunk person hit my car a while ago, there was an insurance like Geico fucked up and is like you paid out your deductible, right? Here's that back. And I'm like, no, I never paid out my deductible because my car was totaled. But thanks. That thanks for the five hundred dollars. Like that's insurance fine. Fraud. No, yeah. it's not. Maybe they I'll gave it, it to me. <laughs> I did not ask for it. They gave it to me.
1: Okay, that's fair. Um, that's amazing. I can't wait for you to I Chris has been super excited. Um, Chris doesn't really let himself get very excited on the pod, other than saying, I'm really excited for this. Um, but offline he has been fucking hyped because vader is his favorite character i just so I i'm really excited for him
2: chris do you like darth vader
0: i'm a fan i'm a fan of darth vader you,
2: you've heard of him before then
0: i yeah i'm familiar i'm familiar with with you know first name darth as obi-wan seems to think last name vader
2: <laughs> it's like a title
0: <laughs> i just I, I i i know i know That's like, that's honestly low-key, one of my favorite parts of Star Wars, because it's just like, clearly nobody had thought this through.
1: (laughs) Skywalker, as a last name. Uh,
0: Of the Tatooine Skywalkers? No, can't be him.
1: (laughs) No, not the Sam.
0: Different Skywalker. Totally different Skywalker. (laughs) All right, we were starting to wrap this up, and then this may be the first time we've gotten sidetracked wrapping up the pod.
1: That's a lie. <laughs> uh,
0: anyway, we're continuing with Battlefront next week. In the meantime, hit us up on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and Tumblr at BookWarsPod. Pod. Email us BookWarsPod at gmail.com. And rate review and subscribe to us and the Tashi Station Radio Mega Feed. Uh we, I swear to God, next week we are going to be announcing what we're doing with all of our swag that we're giving away from Star Wars Celebration Chicago. It Don't will... rush
1: mom, she's perfect. No,
0: it will be it'll be great. It will it will behoove you to rate, review, and subscribe to us and the Tashi Station Radio mega feed. It will behoove you. That's all I'm going to say.
1: Don't be a hoe.
0: Yeah. Okay, that's fine. I'll also say that. Don't be a hoe. (laughs) In the meantime, donate to the Tashi Station Radio Patreon if you are so inclined and you have the means. It really helps us cover our hosting and production costs. And as well, give us coffee at ko-fi.com slash our theme song is Whiz Bang by Poddington Fair. Our logo and artwork are by Joe Butera Design. Thank you so much for listening to episode 88 of the Book Horse Pod. For Kristen and Miranda, I'm Chris, and we will talk to you next week. Yeah. yeah.
1: Hold on. We're, negotiate- we're negotiating beer right now. Just a second.
0: <laughs> Seems fair.